Welcome along to the Make Life Work podcast with me, Cy Jobling. I'm a software engineering manager, father of two, and in any spare time, I try to work on a variety of side projects, including communities and podcasts. Based on all this, I like to share my thoughts and experiences with fellow people from around tech about how we all try to find a balance for day jobs, life, and any side projects. For the seventh season of the podcast, we're continuing the project-specific format from season six. By diving into their projects, we hope to uncover some of the tips and tricks everyone uses to make them happen, so you lovely listeners can learn from our experiences to complete your own side hustles. This week, we're talking to Sylvia Costa and Eli Ochola, a couple from Surrey, UK, who have established a candle-making and well-being startup through the pandemic. I've known Eli for several years through work, so when I found out about the business he had helped set up with his partner Sylvia and build the website around the original offline product range, I was curious about how they went about it, how they worked together as a couple, but also find a balance for quality time together offline. This is Making Candles with Sylvia and Eli. So welcome along, Sylvia and Eli. How are you doing on a lovely Friday? We're good. Very good. Yeah. Happy Friday yeah. to you too. <laughs> Happy Friday. So um, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Um, this is all about making a thing and finding a time for it in between life and work. Uh, obviously, you guys have got a bit of a background. So how about you take your turns and tell me about what you do and how you got there. Sylvia, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a candle maker. That's what I do. I make um, plant-based candles with soy wax uh, blended with essential oils. And I've been doing this for um, two and a half years-ish. Um, and I'm also a meditation teacher. That's more wow. recent though. So that's, um, that's a qualification that I got um, pretty much last year during lockdown. Um, and now I try and combine candles and meditation and well-being together. So my candles are mainly a ritual towards our general well-being, our mental health, to help, you know, fight with um, anxiety, depression, low moods, um, kind of helps as a self-care routine, um, emotional regulation in general. So that's what I do. And my brand is called Red Fox Candle. It's a wonderful background, though, the fact that you do all this well-being stuff. It's not just about a candle. It's actually about why we have a candle in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's, um, I always say to my customers that each scent um, can have a specific meaning. Um, it's not just lighting a candle just for the actual smell that you like or just because it's it's just pretty, but... Um, you can really set an intention around lighting a candle for yourself. Um, you know, sometimes the scent um, can change depending on your mood. Um, you know, if you're looking to feel a bit more calm, relaxed, to unwind after a really long, stressful day. Um, you know, if um, if you feel a little bit anxious or a bit stressed, then you can you can choose a scent such as I don't know, for example, such as lavender or lavender and orange. So different combinations that can can definitely make you feel in a different way. It can either uplift you or make you feel a bit calmer, a bit more regulated. So, yeah, it it can be a a complete full well being ritual um, wow. for yourself. So yeah, oh, and. As, as a customer of yours uh pretty recently yeah. 
I can completely vouch for the the, the benefits of what you do there as well. Oh, definitely helps. Thank you. Um, Eli, would you want to tell us about your background as well? Oh, well, I think mine's going to be a lot more boring compared to the amazing intro that Sylvia gave. Oh, come on. <laughs> awesome. I'll try. Um, so, yeah, I'm Eli. I'm a senior QA engineer. Uh, my background has mainly been in tech um, for the last 10 or so years, I believe. I've gone. So on the side, I do a lot of um, freelance work, um, notably the Red Fox Scandal website. Uh, but I mainly like to muck around with uh JS-based applications, either React or React Native, and um, that's me in a nutshell. In a nutshell, you. Were... I told you it's nowhere near as good. Well, it's quite simple, you know, in in uh, the address, but obviously a lot more detailed in the background. Yeah, for sure. But so, just before we go into like the projects and like Red Fox and all that sort of stuff, how did you guys meet? Because this this, this could be an interesting part of it all as well. <laughs> okay, there could be two different sides of the tail. Let's see. Well. <laughs> yeah, let's say you're in different parts. <laughs> okay. Well, basically, uh, well, we met during the first lockdown, right? I think it was about June. Um, but we basically met because um, I, I did an Instagram live with a friend of mine. Uh, we have a friend in common. Her name is Mish. And um, so I did an Instagram live with her and uh, Eli joined. Obviously, I didn't know him at the point. I actually thought that he was a troll on the internet, <laughs> comment, <laughs> commenting on my dungarees while I was doing the live. And I was like, who's this guy? Um, and then and then nothing. So after that, I had a conversation with my friend Mesh, who um, basically was talking about Eli and how how amazing Eli is. And I was like, okay, fine. Let me let me give this a go. <laughs> so let me give this a go. <laughs> 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 so um Eli started following me on Instagram and then I follow him back and then and then we just started chatting so he slid into my DMs. <laughs> that's that's the story. Slide into the DMs. I'd like to hear if Eli's got any slightly variation on this. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a polite message. You you sent a polite message. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you were never rude. Yeah. I uh, decided to follow her on Instagram, and about two weeks later, she decided to follow me back and actually engage with me. Um, and yeah, I went from there. We've just non-stop talking since. So that was about a year and a well, 14, 15 months ago, something like that? Yeah, around about that. Yeah, yeah, wow. pretty much. So you were yeah. a lockdown romance, met on it Instagram. Was. Wow. <laughs> Proper modern couple as well. I think a lot of couples literally started to date during lockdown in so many different ways like yeah uh, yeah yeah a lot of romance kind of was born during lockdown i think well there was opportunity to do that wasn't it it's just very difficult you had to be creative how about you went finding them exactly exactly and being creative with like different ways of dating as well because obviously so many places were closed during lockdown i mean our first date was literally like uh, a walk in the park that's what we did when you're allowed to <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so but that was fun that was something a bit different a bit unique and unusual rather than just going to a bar yeah i think that was yeah completely different so it's so much so that i didn't even realize it was a date <laughs> oh yeah <you> didn't know. <laughs> because i was so used to just going to bars and things like that and... yeah you realize that later <laughs> and then you realize oh a park's a thing excellent <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although we did get to use the Oculus Quest while we're in there. We did, yeah, you brought it with you. 
Yeah, she really wanted fine. to use a VR headset that I had, so Ooh. doing VR boxing in a park somewhere <laughs> in the middle of a sunny day. Which is a very traditional model, you know, relationship, first date. Exactly. They're a bit different, <laughs> you know, sometimes we all I'm, need that. I'm impressed by the ingenuity there. So I'll bring my VAR headset with me and we can do something in the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just random boxing movements while people were walking by. So it sounds like you kind of had a mutual interest and a friend, obviously, that kind of put you together. You you inspired by Eli's geeky ways, let's say. Uh, like, <laughs> let's just say that's not your normal kind of male, hello, want to play with my VIR set? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it lent well into, you know, what happens with Red Fox. You know, you kind of used the opportunity to create a brand online and push these products forward. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe because we're both ambitious, um, we're both good at setting a vision for mm-hmm. ourselves, for what we want in our life. So it kind of, yeah, it b- blends in well with our personalities and, and yeah, how yeah. we set directions in our life. Yeah, for sure. I think the drive is the main thing. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to do this with somebody that isn't driven or fancies procrastinating a lot of the time. Mm. Mm. So the fact that she has quite a clear goal in her mind and I'm um, someone that likes to continue doing things until they're complete. It was sort of like a match made in heaven in that sense. Oh, oh. I mean, wow. <laughs> feeling the love now. This is great. <laughs> this is romantic as it gets. So I'll savor it while it lasts. Wow. And it's on record. It's on yeah. record. So yeah, if anything happens, that's been said. <laughs> I will remember oh, that. <laughs> indeed. So yeah, based on all that, then it sounds like you had like this shared drive and passion to you know do something together. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it lined back to your sort of goals, I guess, Sylvia, in like what you wanted to do next. Can you tell us a bit about that opportunity, that mo- that eureka moment where you thought, well, let's make something out of this? Probably when I when I realized that um making candles wasn't just a hobby anymore but was something that I could turn into a business and almost make it as an extension of myself an extension of who I am and my personality you know Red Fox Candle itself has always been um in my heart a lot because I I started this business from a place of not knowing exactly who I was it was, you know, I just, um, I actually felt a little bit all over the place. Um, I had a lot of anxiety at that moment. And it was literally like the beginning of a self-discovery journey. Call it awakening, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, so um, I, I started making candles mainly to to kind of ease my anxiety and find something that was quite therapeutic um, something where obviously I was, you know, I wasn't really using my mind a lot, but it was more like, you know, just just making and be creative and using so many scents and essential oils. So, um, and then obviously I, I was making candles for myself. Then I started selling them to friends. Um, and then I realized that it, it was something so, it, it made such an impact on, on myself and how I felt um, within myself, emotionally, how I was kind of looking at myself for like, a completely different perspective so then I decided you know what actually I can I can turn this into a business and um, transmit the same message to others so it was a way for me to then be a service for others through through sense through creating a well-being ritual in that way um, so yeah so that was my moment and uh, 
where we are now. How, so when, when, when was this that you kind of realized this is something you could do? Pretty much, I would say, um, kind of two and a half, three years ago. Right. And then, um, yeah, so then what I did, I, uh, I started selling on Etsy. That was the main platform that I used. Um, and then I started to connect with so many other small businesses um, on Instagram. I mean, since I opened my Redbox Instagram account, um, I started looking for other small businesses in the area. I live in Surrey, so kind of in the Surrey area. And then I uh, started um, attending markets, especially Christmas markets, um, everything around supporting local and small businesses. Um, and that's how I met a bunch of other people and kind of grew from there because it was there was a lot of networking and there was a lot of supporting each other, like literally small businesses supporting each other and giving each other advice on 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 how to grow your business. Um, so yeah, that was that was amazing because I think without that kind of support, I maybe wouldn't have done it or I wouldn't have done it in a bit of a different way or I would have struggled more. So I felt like I was never on my own to do this. Um, sure. Yeah. So yeah, going back a couple of years, and you kind of established this idea, this product. You got you got an audience, let's say, on Instagram mm -hmm. and Etsy, but you actually yeah. made the most of those real world sort of market stores as well, which is yeah. quite frankly where people go kind of smell it. Actually, you know, exactly, than, you can't do that online. No, exactly. I mean, it's yeah, it's just so much different. Like I, I generally love talking to people in person, talking to my customers because um, the experience is very different, especially during Christmas time. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just get to interact. You just get to like advise people on what sent my work for them in that in that moment and um, yeah definitely you you know you get you get to smell all of the scents and it just it's a completely different experience but I have to say that online especially after lockdown online is the way to go so um there are so many ways you can still create um like sample scents for example um because like on my website and also on on Etsy for example I do sell um packs of tea lights with um, different scents so that's a way people if, if they're not sure which scent to go for and they don't want to invest straight away in buying a bigger candle then they can just buy a pack of tea lights or even wax melts um, and just get a sample of each scent so that's a way to do it and you know customers always contact me for advice even on Instagram they always send me messages so I'm always open for you know just giving advice sometimes I even record videos just to give a bit of a recommendation on which scent to go for according to you know how you feel according to your mood and kind of create as I said before creating a bit of a ritual around that so um, whether it's also like a different type of meditation or morning or evening rituals so I, I, I tend to give recommendations of like the differences in scents um, so then people still have some specific guidelines online and they get a better idea of on what to buy um so yeah so that's a way that you can do it um it was definitely helpful to do that during lockdown for sure for sure and i'll go we're going to the lockdown moment in shortly but it sounds like you've kind of used that personal experience online and offline to really build your product and your brand as someone who's actually quite relatable not just yeah. another thing out there and it builds up that loyal customer base so you've got returning customers i'm hoping have you yeah. seen this happen with your audience at all yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I have lovely returning customers. 
that they buy pretty much on a regular basis like monthly basis as well and uh it, it's just amazing to just have that that continuous support all the time um and as you say i think it's because i i have shared as well part of my own personal experience and how i felt in maybe in challenging moments or how i overcame like yeah moments that i had to overcome through you know difficulties and 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 just adding that candle experience so it's almost customers know that behind red fox candle there is an actual person <laughs> who also goes through struggles in life but you know it, it tries to just generally interact and just share a message with with other people and just trying to connect because at the end of the day like i i love to connect with others and just just be a service for others just be as helpful as possible and creating a, a very supportive and helpful community in that way um so uh yeah this is you know i think this is why i also have regular customers is because they know me personally they know that behind red candle there is sylvia like one person pretty much doing mm. it all well now i've got eli so eli helps <laughs> <laughs> eli also makes candles so really you, d- yeah. you did make candles so. well, made a candle you yeah, you made you made a decent batch. Decent He's good. A very subjective word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made a decent candle with my wife, so um, I'll <laughs> take that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it sounds like you know, you, the brand is you. It's just Red Fox is the label for what you do, basically. But effectively, yeah. people are buying your experience and knowledge rather than just a thing that is off the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think. People realized it even more when I started doing in-person candle making workshops because it was more about, you know, n- not just the brand itself, but it was really about the the connecting. And I just, for me, I, I just wanted to make sure that people could interact with each other while having a fun, creative and therapeutic experience and not just obviously learning about the importance of soy wax and the importance of using essential oils in your daily life. But it was about the community and just doing it in person. So, um, yeah, I think I really felt the energy and the appreciation from my customers um, during the in-person workshops. Um, and then obviously through that, then obviously gained more customers as well in terms of buying buying my products, buying my candles and just, just keep coming back. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's really about community. Music to my ears, that is, you know, (laughs) but then obviously you had an amazing sort of experience pre-lockdown. What happened when lockdown hit? Cause that must've been a massive curveball for, you know, being that in-person product that you were trying to push. Mm, Yeah. I mean, shops were closed, so that was a bit of a struggle, but, um, actually online, was um was even better like online online sales were just going and what i actually did during lockdown i just came up with the idea of creating the candle making kits uh Mm. because i remember that literally when lockdown hit i was meant to host um i think it was an easter workshop in person and uh i just had to refund everybody i just had to refund all of my attendees so initially i remember being a bit gutted about that and i was like gosh what am i gonna do now like of course i can just keep selling online that's no problem but the workshops were such a big thing for me in terms of just interacting with customers in person and just you know delivering that experience um 
so yeah, so I decided to create candle making kits um, and I started selling them online. I started um, promoting them on Instagram. It was great for even like parents and children making a candle together because when you order the kit, I mean, at that point I wasn't really doing the workshops on zoom as i did with you guys but i was just mm. simply selling the candle making kits and then you just had the instructions uh sent to you online but yeah like everyone found it and you know a great gift and also something to do during the first lockdown because like people were you know were actually struggling or they were bored especially like with children it's something that you can do anyway um mm. and it's fun it's fun you you get to make your own candle and then you you get to have it and light it and uh you get to choose your own scent um so yeah so that was um the highlight of of my lockdown because it went so well and it was so popular and i was just really happy that even during lockdown i could be a service for people in that way and just creating a new product and uh, i remember that i was also delivering in person if people were okay with that especially you know my with my to my local customers um yeah so i was just trying to be as helpful as possible and and try and make it easy for my customers um as much as possible so yeah, that that went really well, and and I'm very grateful that the the candle making kits helped my customers kind of go through the lockdown. Definitely, and at least you seized the opportunity. You didn't see it as like a massive blocker. Obviously, you you had the Easter craft making sessions booked that you had to refund, mm-hmm. but then you went well. Actually, we've got Zoom, and a lot of people are jumping exactly. on Zoom now. So guess what I could yeah. do. And yeah. yeah, as you say, we we experimented with you about a month or so ago, didn't we? And it was it's a really mm-hmm. nice experience. You know, you get the box, it's lovely set up, you get it out, the children like you say, the children get excited. It's not just the the adults. But like, oh, exactly. can I help? I'm like, go on then, you probably do a better job than me anyway. <laughs> um but then you get that full experience with you on Zoom. It's not the same as being in person, but at least you're talking us through the candle making experience and what the scents mean and how to get the most out of it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, the most important thing was was still trying something different in challenging times. Because yeah. as a small business, you can either give up and say, well, there's lockdown, I'm stuck, there's nothing I can do. Or like, okay, like, what do customers need right now? And how can I be helpful and kind of, you know, change directions a little bit and, and adapt myself to the situation? Mm. and and still make something out of it i think that's the most important thing for any business really is just it's just trying to come up with something different and adapt to to what's in front of you so you know you can you can still help your community um through challenging times totally and you've you've mentioned a few times about the mental health element of what you do you know it's lockdown pushed everyone to their limits and i think yeah, you know absolutely this was another way of kind of not monopolizing on it but going you know it will help you though is <laughs> decent bloody candles that will make you feel better mm-hmm. and i can talk you through that experience and not to commercialize but you, you had a product that was really useful in that sense yeah yeah exactly and this is why i think as well like i um during the first lockdown that i decided as well to sign up to become a meditation teacher um to really combine the whole product experience um so then yes of course you can purchase your own candle and you create that ritual for yourself but then it's it's keep 
yeah, it's it, it's keep expanding and helping the community as much as possible. Also through, you know, through meditation, um, through through uh, that emotional support that um, that my customers really needed at that time and and still need to be honest. So yeah, it's 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 about adapting and changing and and just try and be at service as much as possible. Being loyal to your core as well. Exactly. Um, We've talked a lot about, like you know, the background as to what this came about. How, can we talk a bit about now the website and the the, the tech behind it all? Because obviously Eli's mm-hmm. had a say in the matter here. Um, I'm curious <laughs> to hear, you know, how you worked out what the best solution was. You know, you could have built Etsy, extended Etsy, or used a Shopify. What what did you go for in the end, and how did you go about it? Uh, well, it was uh, we went through a few solutions actually. I've got a few POCs that ended up not making it. As the final cut, but Classic. It, um, I think initially because of the lockdown and not knowing where things were going to be going in terms of sales, it was a bit of a big investment to uh, use a platform like Shopify because mm-hmm. you have to pay upfront for a store regardless of sales. And um, if things don't go well, then you're in negative equity basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if things do go well, then they take a cut of it. It's also quite hard to extend Shopify because, as Sylv mentioned earlier, she wanted to be able to do online candle making workshops and being able to book and things like that. Um, the functionality didn't seem to be there out of the box with Shopify. There were a few plugins, but again, extendability of those, if she did want to extend further to offer other services, wasn't there. So I thought um, we could extend Etsy, but there's also the same problem of someone else hosting your company, basically. And if one day you had a parting of ways or if they increased their fees you have no control over that and you have no control over your users data either uh, which was a main thing mm-hmm. so knowing that she likes to market a lot of her products to the whole red fox candle ecosystem which includes meditation and other spiritual things um, it'll be nice to have all of that data together so that she can actually give all of this to her customers and um just expand her product without having to have two sets of databases to try and, you know, merge together. So um, decided to go down the solution of using uh, Node um, on Express for a backend. I always had in my mind that I was going to use Next.js as the, um, the front-end framework, just purely because I'm a JavaScript guy. I prefer React, but... I didn't want to have to do all of the server-side rendering side of things. So that all came out of the box with Next.js. And that's sure. so much easier to use as well. And then for the back end, we started off using Express, uh, which was really cool. I, I like the fact that we had so much customizability. There's so many um, packages that you can actually use as well to help aid in adding functionality as well, especially with Passport for authentication and whatnot. Mm. But uh I then realized that I'm going to have to build uh, the back end, the front end, and then I'd have to build a dashboard so that she could self-administer it. Um, and I think that was the kicker, knowing that you'd have to do a complete other application yep. just so that she could do it. Because otherwise, it would just be me entering all of the products in on Node, getting the okay from her. And if she wants to change anything, she'll be reliant on me. And... I mean, if I got run over by a bus the next day, the whole company would go down with it. So, um, I blame you. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I, I wanted something that would be easy for her as uh, a business owner and a product owner to be able to just self-administer and to be able to expand herself. Of course. So decided on uh, using Strappy, uh, which was uh, I'd experimented with last year and the product really wasn't that great. But uh, over the last year, it's actually matured quite a bit. It's got a lot of backing and um, a lot of supporters on there as well. I don't know if I should go into a bit of what Strappy actually is or whether it's... I'll Can just... we do a quick nugget of what it actually is? Because even I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Strappy is just a, a, a node-based uh, headless CMS framework, basically. So it's, it's great. It's got admin panel and UI out of the box. And, um, yeah, you can just create APIs really easily, um, pretty much just using the UI and then edit them, um, in their schema piles and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, a bit later on down the line. So you've got full customizability and a lot of stuff like authentication and password reset out of the box. Which again, goes back to your point. If you're not available or something happens, Sylvie can just take that and do most of it at least, right? Or outsource and say well actually Eli's not got any time to do this anymore I need someone else that might be able to help extend things exactly exactly yeah so um yeah we used that as the back end and then I expanded that and uh, it actually helped speed things up quite a bit because instead of me having to gather images and upload them into a MongoDB database I could say so if this part of it's ready can you just upload all of these products and put in the prices and things like that Mm. And um, it felt like we were doing twice the amount of work um, mm. in half the amount of time, which was awesome. And I think the yep. thing that really helped was the fact that she was actually really interested in the tech side of things. Hey, so, I, I know all the error codes now. Yeah, she learned <laughs> error status error codes, codes <laughs> and was looking up solutions on GitHub and things like that. I actually did, yeah. <laughs> so she got really into it and they got to the point where if she was somewhere else and spotted an issue... Um, she would send me all of the information along with the error codes and what the response was saying. I can be like, oh, okay, I can fix that remotely and then sort it out. It's not the ultimate product owner here, man. You know, you understand <laughs> error codes. I don't think many people can say that in that, in your position. Exactly. She's not far off building it herself and uh, oh, extending it herself. Well, I guess I bet because you taught me, so I, I, well, I think I pick up things quite quickly when it comes yeah, to like, learning new things. Um, and I think as well for me, it was like really helpful to, like I wanted to, Strappy is actually quite use, quite 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 easy to use. And I wanted to help with the website. Like I wanted to be part of the actual building, like the, mm. yeah, building part of the website. So um, yeah, this is why I just wanted to learn as much as possible. I knew Strappy. So then it really felt like we were doing it together. And it wasn't just you doing all of the work. Yeah. so it was nice to just help out even with like adding images and the products and stuff and um i quite like that admin side of, of of stuff when it comes to you know owning a business so yeah that helped that's great because that's the bit i hate good <laughs> <laughs> if you need help with your side project either for inspiration support or just general feedback remember to join our on the side community on slack there are a number of previous guests from the podcast in there, including Sam Hardacre, Mike Street, Dom Hodgson, and Mark Lismore. Pop on over to ontheside.network, which will take you straight through to registration, and I'll see you in there. 
So obviously it's been a, an online store and you've avoided the big boys like Shopify and Etsy and all that sort of stuff. How did you integrate like a decent payment provider that you could rely on and you knew that it wasn't going to be whacking you with fees later down the line? Uh, so yeah, that one was quite an easy solution actually. We we had two main players, which were PayPal and Stripe. The big um, boys, yeah. Both, yeah, both of which have really cool SDKs and a lot of documentation. I'd say Stripe maybe more. Um, we lean more towards Stripe because they have um, an easier integration with React in terms of being able to style your own checkout while being PCI compliant, um, which is something that um we really needed to worry about mm-hmm. um, being european based yeah exactly yeah. um the other thing is um so um stripe has the ability to be able to handle subscriptions um which would be something that will be great to deal with later on down the line so yeah integrating that and i, I was a bit worried because i hadn't worked on um being a dev on actually implementing a payments platform before Mm. So I was following the documentation, but I was worried that there might be loopholes. Being a QA engineer, I was approaching it from how can I hack this? So I just implemented a lot of monitoring with tools like Sentry and um, Logflare and things like that, just to see how people are actually interacting. And it was quite scary, actually, seeing the amount of bots and people from (laughs) all over the world trying to enter checkout and try and break your application. Totally. And you mentioned there, like your background as a QA engineer, you know, we, we've worked together for years in, in our company, we won't mention names, um, but we we are exposed to all the opportunities and the risks that are that come with running these sort of large e-commerce stores. So you could use that knowledge in your own world by the sound of it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, there are so many threats out there, which I think even Silv wasn't aware of at the start, but mm, yeah, um, I guess if half the people knew what actually goes on on the internet mm. um so they wouldn't the, use uh, it they'd be a bit more wary <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah definitely but you you're in a place now where you're quite happy with the website the back-end tools the products and lots of stuff have, has there been any other big hurdles you've tried to overcome over in this time i'd say on the tech side one of the biggest hurdles while actually creating it was the the candle making workshops mm. uh, right. because One of the things I wanted to avoid, especially with um, um, ordering things like this, was to have a separate checkout journey if you are trying to book an online course. Mm. Um, So being able to find specific products, identify that it's a candle making workshop and be able to generate a pin code and um, an ID so that you can actually log in, pick a date that you want to actually do the workshop and actually do it was quite tough. I think I stopped after a while. I was going to implement that with a Zoom API, so it automatically created a, a workshop. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think we were just going to assess how many workshops come in first before developing that further. But that was a pain in the ass to be able to do that. Distinctly. As you probably know, I, <laughs> we create um, we create things and then think, oh, that'll be a good idea later, and then you'd have to go back and refactor a load of things. <laughs> So yep. now each product has like a tag against it to show whether it's an online workshop or whether it's just a physical product or if it's a gift card so that we know how to deal with it so that Sylv doesn't have to go, you know, into a manifest file to enter in every single product name. <laughs> yeah. It's just not maintainable for the future. No, but so, you're yeah. using your tech skills and knowledge to make this easier for yourself, but also for Sylv to be able to manage it going forward as well. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, the ultimate goal is for me to be completely hands-off and she can just expand the product any way that she wants. That's a nice segue, actually. So what, what are the plans for the next sort of six to 12 months? Have you got anything in view? You mentioned subscriptions. Yeah, well, definitely candle subscriptions will be great. Uh, I mean, my idea of doing it is offering candle subscri- subscri- ooh, subscriptions and also candle and coaching or candle and customized meditations uh, for my customers as well Mm -hmm. so again I'm just trying to implement all that I do as much as possible like include everything together um, and trying not to separate things too much because again all that I do um, is is, you know can be um, all in one really as I said before like candles and meditation yeah. I'm studying as well so I'm kind of always evolving and developing um, in you know in in the well-being slash kind of therapy um, industry as well so so yeah so the idea is is definitely uh, subscriptions um, and and as well I have ideas um, in terms of coming up with different products there are not candles but of course they're still they're still well-being related so yeah I have a few ideas I, I might not be able to share yet exactly but definitely it's something that I think my customers will will certainly appreciate um for the future um and then we're also prepping for Christmas right now um I mean, this is something that we can talk about, but uh, definitely uh, it's the first time. We've never done it before, but I really uh, would like to um, offer Christmas advent calendars, especially with tea lights and wax melts Mm. um, and perhaps offer uh, a, a wider range of scents or Christmas scents. So that's something that it's in it's in the mix and we're working on it right now. Because uh, that's the time to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good timing as well, actually. Because obviously you're going into Christmas autumn season. Uh, exactly. And you do have these different romantic smells that are linked to these times of the year. You're like, well, actually, let's try a different range mm-hmm. and see what happens. And I guess you'll yeah. be able to get back into the markets now. Things are easing off with lockdown. Yes, absolutely. Um, markets are definitely yeah that's something that i'm looking forward to as well as kind of making workshops in person so now it's the time to do it finally and yeah ideally it would be nice to still offer that option for customers to actually book in person kind of making workshops through the website still but yeah that would be nice because um as i said before like there are some pros pros and cons in terms of doing it online Mm. for because you can do it also with customers who don't live in my in my you know near my area um but doing in person is just a magical magical experience in my opinion just because like i i used to um also like i used to make banana bread for all my customers and then i always um offer different selections of herbal teas so i really make it into and you can you can create so many you know you can offer so many options like birthday kind of parties where you do where you make candles together or even like Hindus or even for couples right so Valentine's and so there are so many opportunities and it's um it's so much more fun when everybody is is in the same space um and you get to connect and chat so yeah in-person workshops are definitely coming soon 
Wonderful. And it's wonderful to see you get so excited about and passionate about this because it's not something you yeah. just have to do. You really want to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I just really miss the in-person connection. Of course. It's, you know, I just, I just miss connecting with my customers and just chat to them face to face. It's just completely different. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You, um, you've talked a lot about, you know, like the, the products and the business and stuff like this. But obviously, you two are a couple. Uh, and you mentioned just now that like, you're trying to buy a house and all sort of stuff. How do you find time to do like non-work stuff together? And w- what's the trick for you two to do this? It's yeah, it's a little tough. I I'm one of those people that can just sit here with my headphones on in front of the computer and just type stuff out from <laughs> you know, six p.m. all the way up till midnight. Not yeah, very. <laughs> I am not. Nope. <laughs> and the last bit where she said that she's a very in-person. Uh, in-person kind of person and oh, yeah. just like yeah. you know the human interactions and connections i think i'm kind of the complete opposite i'm more the introverted and prefers um so yeah i think some most of the time we schedule whenever we're seeing each other we schedule a lot of time to just be able to time box some stuff together and say we want to try and accomplish this by today and we'd sit there we'll do it together we'll both be doing different things but we'll be working towards the same end goal mm-hmm. um and then we just be sure to reward ourselves afterwards whether it's going out and just having a meal somewhere or having a few drinks or something so it's almost like you're rewarding yourself for being able to take that few hours of pain or work or whatever to be able to yeah just make it worth it it's that compromise isn't it i think everyone it always comes back to this when you're trying to find a, a balance for fun side projects plus life something's gonna have to give and uh I like the fact you give mm. yourself like a, a reward, as it were. You know, we've finished yeah. it. Let's go get drunk. You're like, brilliant. That's, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about also kind of making a bit of an agreement, like um, just just intentionally setting moments just to ourselves mm. where we don't talk about work because otherwise. Um, I mean, it's loads of fun working together and come up with different projects and stuff, but we kind of want to make sure that that is not going to be just the overall topic of the everyday conversations because then you you kind of tend to miss then the the actual couple moments and the connection that you need to have as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I think around that, there has to be an intention setting and just just scheduling in ways like okay right now we're focusing on work that's it after work we'll just focus about it and we actually focus on spending time together quality time playfulness fun yeah um connection in that way but it, it has to there has to be willingness to to do that totally um so yeah there has to be an effort to basically agreed um yeah because what i tried to set up a, a little business with my wife last year she had an idea to make mugs for teachers Cool, we can Ooh, do that with some nice. drop shipping, get Shopify up, set up, you know, obviously not the best option. Um, it didn't go anywhere, but it was quite fun to just have an evening where we go, what designs should we do? And we came up with some silly, you know, phrases and little logos and stuff. Um, and we, 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 we agreed, we went, that's enough, let's turn off for the weekend because we've got the kids now. You know, it's, you've got to be sure and disciplined around boxing that time together because you want to enjoy mm-hmm. it and, and make something, but turn off as well because you need that downtime. Yeah, especially you guys with kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, you also have to like spend the time with the kids and then and, and just try and, yeah, just separate 
different moments of your life, right? So, totally. Yeah, and that's so, yeah. the other element for us. It's like, like throwing kids in the mix makes it even harder, right? Because you, you got to give them time. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is another topic for another day, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds, I, I love what you're doing with this red can, fox candles. It's you definitely tapped into our niche, but you, you, you're passionate about it. It's not like you just seize an opportunity. It's something that's come out of from core Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But one last question for you both. What advice would you give to anyone else? I think we've touched on a little bit already, but what advice would you give to any other couples who would like to set up their own business or project together? Uh, I would say um, if you are thinking about doing something, just do it. There's nothing worse than thinking what if or you know, having an idea and then seeing somebody else do it and it becomes successful a few years down the line and you think, oh, we had that idea and we didn't act upon it. Yep. Um, And I think one of the things that we also suffered, I guess both of us did, was sort of imposter syndrome. Being a QA engineer, I'm not a dev by profession. So I, I had a few moments of thinking, what am I doing doing this? There's always someone that can do it a lot better than I can. Um. And I think everyone that has a business or is doing anything is going to hit that at some point. And I think you just have to realize that it's a phase and you will get over it and you don't know what you can do until you try and do it, whether you fail or whether you, you know, swim, it's, you're going to know, and you're going to get an answer at the end of the day and you're going to be all the better for it. Agreed. Two very big points there though, JFDI and imposter syndrome. These are massive topics that everyone needs to try and deal with. But um, I agree. If you don't try it, you never know. Sylvia, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth taking the risk. And I, like, I, I think as a couple, or like, you know, together when you when you partnered um, with someone else, it's it's just loads of fun because it's two different minds that have a different background. Um, you know, one person they, you kind of complement each other in one person come up with different ideas. Maybe you know, one person come say for example, your Eli is very good at, at kind of marketing slash. Um, it's true though, like you're good at marketing, kind of selling ideas um, as well as like layout um, and and how to offer best you know, to customers, like how to offer the best customer service experience. And I guess I'm more of the kind of networking, creative side of things. I'm like coming out with ideas. Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then we get together into the details to then come up and create the actual, the, the finished product. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's about, I would say for couples, keep communicating with each other, uh, have a vision board, write down together your goals, write down what you want to accomplish. Um, and yeah, just, just embrace each other's differences and how you can, you know, how you can use the differences to create something amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, as I said before, just, just make sure that you set those times where when work is, you know, when it's about work, it's about work. And then when it's about you as a couple, just honor, honor that moment. So um, yeah, that's, that's my advice massive brilliant advice there as well loads to take apart um i completely agree as well i mean utilizing your strengths rather than you know sharing the risks and the problems together i'm a geek my wife is not she's very creative so we work well together too yeah (laughs) opposites attract so (laughs) apparently so So, (laughs) yeah yeah. um and all the best good luck with everything that you're doing as well I'm, I'm, i'm really keen to see where this goes i'm looking forward to the subscription boxes they sound quite exciting 
Um, oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. Um, finally, how can people get hold of you and visit the website? Where, where are they going for all your stuff? Yeah, so the website is uh, redfoxcandle.com. Yep. Where you can find my products and you can find as well my um, coaching options in terms of one-on-one coaching. Um, And you can also find me on Instagram. I'm mainly active and present on Instagram, uh, which is the redfox.mindfulness. Right. So that's um, that's my Instagram account. Um, Yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Cool. Eli, do you want to put anything out there for people to get hold of you? Yeah, I uh, I don't really have much of a social presence, but I've got <laughs> EliOchula.com if you want any websites created. And I've got an Instagram pretty much documenting sort of journeys of what I'm doing dev-wise, and that's Eli.codes. Cool. We'll put them all in the show notes as well so people can find you um, a lot easier. Thanks ever so much for joining me. It's been brilliant. hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Oh yeah, that was lots of fun. Yeah. yeah, that was really fun. Thank you, thank you for having us, and thank you for organizing this. We really appreciate it. Pleasure, uh, and maybe we'll get you back in the future as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah, thank She'll you. She'll be a full-blown dev by then as well. <laughs> One day. I know how to code. One day. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks ever so much to Sylvia and Eli for joining me this week. It was great to hear about Sylvia's background and some of the tricks they've used to get the products and workshops out there through their tech setup. Be sure to check out redfoxcandles.com for the entire product range and follow Sylvia and Eli on their Instagrams. All the details will be in the show notes. As for the podcast, we obviously love to hear your thoughts. Get in touch on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as at MakeLifeWorkPod. You can email hello at MakeLifeWorkPodcast.com or even visit the website MakeLifeWorkPodcast.com for all the show notes and archives and please remember to rate and review us in your favorite podcast app i'll be back next time with someone else from tech scene talking about their recent side projects on the make life work podcast